Welcome to the role-playing hour. It's Poo Diddly. And Mum, this is my suede closet, and this is my leather closet, and this is my mink closet. Oh, lovely, dear, lovely. You've done so well. And is this a photo of your boyfriend, Tumnus? How come I've never met him? Yeah, well, maybe one day. Oh, he looks lovely, very handsome. You seem very happy together. Yeah, very happy. Hello. Oh, this is my housemate, Wendy. Wendy, my mother, Strawberry. Nice to meet you, Mrs. Jams. Lovely to meet you, Wendy. And is your husband here too? No, paper couldn't make it this trip. Hopefully next time he misses his dear boy. Sometimes I miss your dear boy. When he's out of the house, or if I close my eyes, or if I turn around. Let me see. I'm closing my eyes and I'm turning around. Yep, I miss him. Wendy, dear, I was shopping today and I picked up some china for Jim, thinking he'd be interested. But he says he doesn't need any. Do you want some china? China? Yes, china. P comes out of my china. No, not not that. That's va. What? Va china. Va. You're forgetting the va in your china. No, there's nothing in my china, Jim. I'm not one of those kinds of girls. Well, I'll, I'll just leave it out, and you can see if you want it anyway. No use taking it in my luggage on the plane. Hmm, they're sure to smash it. Oh, we have enough of that at the house anyway. Hmm. I just saw it in the shop, and <laughs> I couldn't resist. Someone at the door. Just a sec. I hope it's not someone delivering more presents, Mum. You always buy too many when you visit. Oh no! Hey. Hey there. Can I help you? Hey. Do I know you? Uh, 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 oh, um, I'm Rowan from Radio Adelaide Subatomic. All right, Radio Adelaide's premier science program, Subatomic, on Monday nights at 6. I love that show. Come in, Rowan, come in. Hi. Are you all right, Rowan? You look all pale and sweaty, and you keep fiddling with something under your trench coat. Rowan, dear, would you like my china? (gasps) Mrs. Jams, do not offer him your china. Dear. You are a married woman. Would you like a cup of tea, Rowan, or... No. I'll just... stand over here in the corner. Behind everyone. Well... I'll make you some tea anyway, Rowan. You look a little sick. Tea cures or woes. I am sick. So sick. But I'll fix all that. So, do you travel a lot, Mrs. Jams? Oh, you know, we were just in Italy. It was lovely. Look, I sent Jim back this postcard. It's of Michelangelo's David. (gasps) What is hanging out of his china? Here's your tea, everyone. Die, you monster. Die. Jim, he's unclasping something from under his coat. It's a... It's an axe! It's tangled! He's having trouble getting it free! Duck, Jim! Mother, you just killed my mum! I'm sorry, I'll 
I was trying to hit you! I... I... We need to call an ambulance! Murder! We need to call an ambulance! Mom, speak to me! <sighs> when will it ever be enough? When will the killing ever be enough? Jim! He's getting away! Mom! Mom! Hey guys, do you think if Cheech Marin was taking part in a bukkake session, he would say, you're being Cheech marinated? DM! Rowan from Radio Adelaide Subatomic on Monday nights at 6 just killed Jim's mum! Oh yeah, I saw Rowan hanging around out the front of the building. Mum. Mum. Death, eh? Mortality. Non-existence. That's a big one. Mum. Oh, look. <laughs> and she has a postcard of Michelangelo's David clutched in her hand. She liked Renaissance sculpture. Isn't it funny that we talk about dead people and the things they liked as if they were silly for liking them because soon they were going to die? Oh, he liked Batman comics and now he's dead. All condescending like there is some secret there. We always feel a bit superior to someone who died because, well, we knew they were going to die and just they didn't. <laughs> as if we're smarter than them for not being dead. As if we're not going to die. Mum. <laughs> but we're all going to die and we all like silly things precisely for that reason. Silly things distract us from the terror of our knowledge of our own deaths. Knowledge we try every day to unknow and forget. Oh, Jim! Jim, please, don't look at her! Let me cover her up. Jim, Jim, cry into my shoulder. Cry into my shoulder! <laughs> you know what I hate when people try to comfort you about death? Especially when people who claim to be rational and scientific try to comfort you. I think if you're truly rational and scientific, you know that death is utterly terrifying. Sure, it's natural, you know. Sure, it's unavoidable. But in death, you become absolutely nothing. <laughs> that's, that's petrifying. Every thought you ever had, you know, only you thought those. All of them disappear as if you'd never thunk them. You know, but then there are people who claim to be rational and scientific and they try to comfort you with something like, well, you might be dead, but the matter of your body is made of stars and that will continue forever in myriad other forms. <laughs> there, there, Jim. There, there. It's like, so? That happens when I cut my toenails. That happens when I take a shit. The matter of my body continues on without me all the time. It's not a major thing. I couldn't care less. I won't be there continuing with it. But also, so often I hear so-called scientific people lapse into pseudo-spirituality. So often! You know, it's just hiding there beneath the surface. Oh, the universe itself is like a big mechanical brain. Oh, we're each the eyes of God because no one else in the universe is conscious except us. We are our own gods because we are the only beings that are self-aware. Yes, maybe we are our own gods, but that just means that only we know the secret that the universe is meaningless and thoughtless and doesn't care about us. To find out if someone is truly rational, Ask them about death, particularly their own. You'll see that some of them begin to prattle on and attach some pseudo-spiritual shit to comfort themselves or to make themselves feel special. No one wants to admit that when we're dead, that's it. It's all meaningless nothing. Mom. Science hippies, that's what I hate. The non-scientists, you know, they, they're not specifically scientists, but they like science. They champion it. They say they're atheists. They read one Dawkins book and they quote it all the time, but scratch the surface. There's some half-baked spirituality. All but quantum physics, and we really do go on forever. Science hippies. Hate them.
But they'll tell you, <laughs> they'll tell you, they will tell you all about science and atheism. Oh, yes, as if science, that all-encompassing term, is their best friend. They will post incendiary articles about it on social media. They'll wear their beliefs like peacock feathers, as if such beliefs will attract them a peahen. What are you saying, DM? You think it's all like King Lear? As flies to wanton boys are we to the gods, except replace gods with a meaningless and unfeeling universe? Do you think life is just some great big tragedy? No, life is at best a black comedy, except you're not around to laugh at the punchline. I don't get it. This all came out of nowhere. Why would Rowan from Subatomic do something like this? Yeah, who knows? He was just hanging around outside the flat, and then, then I saw him coming down the stairs as I was going up. Hey, that's odd. What? I saw Rowan outside as I was coming in, and then as I was plodding laboriously up the stairs moments later, I saw Rowan rushing down the stairs, and he was wearing different clothes. What the? Jim, leave your dead mother on the floor. She's just meat now. We have to get after Rowan from Subatomic. This is Patricia Quinn. And I hate role-playing R, because I was nice, and I asked for nothing, and those bastards gave me nothing in abundance. My name is Freddie Williams II, and I hate the role-playing hour because they turned me into a juvenile delinquent. There he is, Rowan from Subatomic Radio Adelaide's premiere science show airing Monday nights at 6. Hey guys, I... Why did you kill my mother? I'll gouge your eyes out, you little prick! Whoa, whoa! You horrible man! You're the second worst human being on Earth, and the second worst human being on Radio Adelaide! Oh, we have to decide now is where we're going to bury his body. Where did you throw the axe, huh? We'll do the same thing to you as you did to my mum. What did I do to your mum? No, 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 don't go, don't do that to me. Guys, he's not wearing the same clothes as when he was running down the stairs. Hey, that's true. He had a trench coat on a couple of minutes ago and his shoes were different. He must have thrown them away because they're evidence. Why didn't he run further away? Why is he just standing out here? And I saw him standing there in these clothes when I was coming in before I saw him coming down the stairs in the other clothes. And he's not as pale as he was a moment ago. Not as gaunt and haunted looking he doesn't have those dark rings under his eyes who cares what his eyes look like soon he won't even have a head what you're you're gonna take my head is that is that what i did to your mother i didn't give her a head (laughs) take that right in the belly and try to present radio adelaide's premier science show without a tongue wait jim look there at the end of the street someone just jumped out of the bushes where they're hiding and now they're making a run for it and they're wearing a trench coat it's it's Rowan! What? What? Two Rowans? Uh, I have to kill two of them? I can do that. Rowan, do you have a twin brother? You think this much sexy could ever be replicated in another human being? Is that a no? Yes, that's a no. Because clearly that statement had to be sarcastic, so I wasn't sure if you were being sarcastic about the sexy and about the not having a twin brother. No, I'm... I'm just as concerned by what appears to be a second me running around as you are... We've talked about such things on Subatomic. <laughs> I mean, it could be a quantum duplicate from another dimension, or probably made of carbon nanotubes. But they need a <laughs> a big carbon nanotube yeah, down here between my legs. <laughs> I'm not even sure alternate dimension science could 
reproduce that. It'd have to be a steel macrotube, not a measly carbon nanotube. Was that a... Are you being sarcastic again? No, I... I was drawing attention to the size of my penis in case you were interested. Come on, we need to get after the second Rowan. It could be a ruse. I don't want to let this one escape. No, the other one killed your mum, Jim. Come on. You're coming, Rowan. While finding out why I have a doppelganger running around Adelaide is probably very interesting. It's it's not interesting enough that I can really be bothered chasing after him to do primary research on it. I mean, we talk about so many interesting things, groundbreaking things on Subatomic pretty much every week. Mondays at six, and I'm kind of jaded when it comes to, you know, the interesting. What is mind-blowing to you, plebs, is a... It's just like a regular day of work to me. Okay. Also, it's, it's hard to run because my third leg gets in the way. Okay, Rowan, just shut up. Okay, after the second, Rowan, come on! It's no use. He's getting away. Jim, if he turns that way, the only place he can go is the next street over, right? But we live in this area. We know how to get around better than him. We know a shortcut. Yeah, the hole in the fence. There he is! He's making for that alley! Ah, look how destitute and graffiti-covered that rubbish-strewn alley is. This is a microcosm of the chaos and entropy of the universe. All these forces that affect our lives, all these forces that are beyond our control. Rowan is running there. Let's cut him off! first, Rowan. Guys, look! At the back of the alley! Look what he's making for! That's... that's our time machine! It is! It's the cardboard box covered in alpha and pipe cleaners and with time machine written on the side in texture with a backwards E in time but not in the machine. But our time machine's back at the house! Rowan, how did you get a copy of our time machine? It's not a copy. But... Yes, that is your... Time machine, but you're going to have to get out of the way and let me have it! Our time machine, but it's not our time machine from the present, because that's back in the house, and it can't be the time machine from the past, because we never lost it in the past. <gasps> that means... Guys, look closer! There's blood on the time machine! It's splattered across the glitter! Rowan, how did you get our time machine? Watch out! He's taking the axe out again from where he hides it under his trench coat! <laughs> Rowan, look. <laughs> Just calm down. Rowan, my mum. I never wanted to kill your mum, Jim. I only wanted to kill you. But then, you know all about killing those who are dear to people, don't you, role-playing hour? Rowan, just... As you have probably worked out, I am the Rowan from the future. And you came back to assassinate us, specifically? Uh, yes. And... And where are we in the future? I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about what what you made me do, what I had to do. But I needed... I needed the time machine. And you would never give it to me. Not when you found out what I had planned. If if only you you just had given it to me. Yes, if... if... if we had given it to you. Well, I wouldn't have to chop each of you up. Twice. (laughs) Rowan from Subatomic, he's gone crazy! 
perhaps they were experimenting with rabies on subatomic. Perhaps like Kara accidentally infected herself with the rabies and then she went mad and bit Jack and then Jack went mad and bit Rowan. Crazy. <laughs> Is it crazy to go and break the very laws of nature? To go back in time and to save the life of your one true love? Wait, you mean sometime in the future we kill the one you love? Yes. Yes, Tiffany. Beautiful, dear, sweet Tiffany. Her hair was like a model's hair. And her boobs. They were like a model's boobs. And now, she is no more. Because of you three. So you killed us in the future to get the time machine so you could come back to the past and kill us before we killed Tiffany? And while trying to kill me, you missed and hit my mom? Yes, thank you, Jim. We understood all that. Hey, look, I don't watch all that shitty sci-fi you watch, DM. What do you watch? America's Next Top Drag Queen. And if drag queens traveled back in time every week to assassinate people in the past, I'd know all about it. But they don't. But that'd be cool, though. One time, we'll be facing a problem that can only be solved by lip-syncing Lady Gaga, and then you're all going to be so glad I'm here. I have all the required background knowledge in that area of trivia. I hate killing. I hate it. As a scientist, I was taught to experiment on monkeys as a means to an end of treasuring life. But here I am, a quadruple murderer, about to become a heptuple murderer. The guilt. I can feel it. Physically all through my body, in my chest, in my throat. It threatens to overwhelm me, but this will be worth it. When I know that dear, dear sweet beautiful Tiffany is alive again. Tiffany, with a face like a model's face, and the butt like a model's butt. Yeah, you need to work on your romantic adjectives. Not going to win many girls over just using that one. Are you kidding me? I'd... Love for someone to tell me that I had a model's butt. Me too. Look, Tiffany, I'm, I'm sure we didn't kill her. Are you certain? I I'm mean... certain. I remember when we first met at the Adam's Apple Cider Bar. You know the place? The place on Johnson Street? And Wait, that Tiffany? I know that Tiffany. She's a drag queen. See, guys, I told you my drag queen knowledge was going to come in handy, and sooner than you expected. No, no. Tiffany wasn't... Tiffany wasn't a drag queen. That's a drag queen bar, and Tiffany is totally a drag queen. Was born Tony. No. She was not a drag queen. She has boobs. Real model-like boobs. You're so naive. No. You will not trick me. I will not listen to your lies. You will not escape death that easily. I shall slay you so I can win back my love. Tiffany... This is Adrian Edmondson from The Bad Shepherds. I hate the role-playing hour. What ridiculous voices. This is Jonathan Frakes, and I hate the role-playing hour so much that whenever I hear it, I want to eject my warp core. Uh, for Tiffany! No, Rowan, uh, don't kill us with an axe to prevent us somehow murdering your lady-love Tiffany! I must. I must. Oh, God, the guilt. But I must. Eat axe in the face. Uh, 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 uh. What good luck, you mean? Saved by Kotex. Kotex, helping axe wounds since 1923. Oh, he's twitching, but I think he's dead. You see, mortality, death can strike at any time when you least expect it. 
It's also chaotic and random and meaningless, and no amount of pseudoscience spirituality can change that. Rowan's death has meaning. When your time-travelling assassin from the future dies, that has meaning. Rowan's death means our trouble is over. No, Rowan is dead now, but killing future us was in his past. Oh, yeah. So, him dying now won't stop future us from being killed? And it won't bring my mum back to life. You know what this means? What? Well, past Rowan is over there, hanging around outside our flat. That is Rowan from before he killed us to steal our time machine in the future, and from before he killed Jim's mom. So, if we kill that Rowan now, everyone else will be saved. But... We can't kill him! What about Subatomic Monday Nights at 6 already at Adelaide? They would lose one of their premier members! You saw what he did to Jim's mom, Wendy! And this blood staining our future time machine? That's our blood! That could be your blood. Rowan is a monster, Wendy. A cold-blooded monster. He's not even a real human being. He's an animal. You're right. Screw Subatomic! They'll have to make do without him! The question is... How do we kill him? Axe. That's a bit messy. Keep in mind, the police don't know Rowan is a monster. If they catch us putting him down like the mad dog he is, they'll throw us in jail. Ooh, wait! The time machine not only travels through time, but through space as well, right? I'll be back in a tick! They've allowed to keep all kinds of freaky chemicals. I got some cyanide. Now, see, I take my ring here with the big stone. I pull out the stone. See how the clasps that were holding it are now free? I push most of the clasps down to hold one of the little ampules of the cyanide. But one clasp, I wrap around the broken off end of the hypodermic needle. Now, I turn my ring around so it's facing my palm side. All I have to do is shake Rowan's hand and he will be pricked by the needle. The pressure from the handshake will also push the needle back. Piercing the ampule and cyanide will be injected into Rowan and he will be dead. No, Wendy, don't do that. But I've already got it set up. No, stop. Throw the ring away. You know it's going to backfire. But it, it took me hours to make this. It seemed like moments to you because I took the time machine, but to me, that was a lot of work. No, you know you're going to forget about it. You're going to slap one of us on the back or you're going to scratch yourself and someone's going to accidentally get injected. No, we run to Rowan right now. My cyanide ring DM. Look how cool it is. Martha Stewart couldn't have made a better cyanide ring. We have no idea when this Rowan is going to decide to murder us. We'd best act fast. Let's just head back to Rowan and decide how to kill him when we get there. Hey, Rowan. Hey. So, uh, how's it going? How's life? Fulfilling? Do you feel like you've had enough? Yeah. Life's pretty thrilling, fulfilling, everything. Actually, just last night I met this amazing woman called Tiffany. She must like me because, uh, (laughs) you know, I'm so well endowed. I bet she's never seen anything like that. Yeah, I bet she's never seen anything like that. Why are you hanging around outside a flat? Well, um, Jack, one of my junior cast members from Subatomic, he's best friends with this guy named Clutterbuck, and he said I should meet him, so I'm just waiting here until 
Clutterbuck gets back from buying milk. Mm-hmm. Want to shake hands, Rowan? Sure, why not? <gasps> Sorry. I just covered my sneeze with my palm. You probably don't want to shake it now. No, I do. Uh, I couldn't do that to you. It was like a really wet sneeze. I mean, I'm wiping it on my pants, but the residue... Oh, Rowan, look at that wall behind you. See how interesting it is? Which one? This one? Yeah, that's it. Just turn your back to us. DM. Do it. Me? Yeah, it's your life too. Okay, um... Is it raining? Mm, I thought I felt something on my back. Oh, the science of this wall is actually very interesting, you know. Do you know the science behind walls? They're made of bricks. <laughs> yep, that's the scientific secret. Guys, it's no use. I can't do it. He's too tough in this time period. Well, we have a time machine, right? How about we go back and kill Rowan in the past? He was going to do it to us. It seems only fair. The old turn into an assassin from the future to stop your assassin from the future trick. Turnabout is fair play. I guess it'd be pretty easy to kill as a baby. Yeah, then none of this would ever have happened. This tiny blue world would be spared Rowan's monstrousness. Kyra and Jack, Rowan's junior cast members from Radio Adelaide Subatomic would feel an emptiness in their souls. But they wouldn't know what they're missing. Their greatest friend. Okay, cool. We'll kill Rowan as a baby. Any idea where Rowan lived as a baby? Um. Um. Why don't we ask him? <clears throat> Rowan, uh, stop looking at that wall for no, a moment. No, no, I can't. This is just, this is too fascinating. Right, well, um, <clears throat> we're all best friends, right? Sure. Every presenter on Radio Adelaide is pretty much best friends with every other presenter on Radio Adelaide. Most of us live in the same house, even. Many of us sleep in the same bed and indiscriminately slake our lusts without emotions on each other's willing and puckered bodies. It's a pretty good setup. Right, um, say we want to know more about you as a baby. Can you tell us where you lived as a baby? Oh, yeah, of course. 84 Road Street, Richard's Bush. 84 Road Street, Richard's Bush. Uh, anyone have any idea where that is? Not a clue. Search me. It's a small town uh, out in the country. Ah, oh, what an idyllic childhood I had. My mum had to buy extra large nappies because even the people were shocked by the enormous size of my huge... Great, um, could you show us? In fact, we have a time machine. Want to go back in the past and visit yourself as a baby? Yeah, sure. Damn, what if Rowan tries to stop us? What can he do? As soon as we kill him as a baby, he'll disappear. A baby's no challenge. We just have to punt baby Rowan like a football. Job done. But you can't punt a football. I understand the principle. Look, I'll gain his confidence by talking about things he likes. That way he won't suspect us. Cool. <clears throat> oh, hey, Rowan, you're a scientist. You do a science show. Mm. I wanted to ask... What do you think of science hippies? Um, science hippies? Yeah, you know, people who claim to be rational but use scientific data to inexplicably justify unscientific spiritual beliefs. Well, according to quantum physics, because we switch into different universes every time we make a decision from, you know, our own points of view, we may actually be the centre of the universe and we actually may be immortal. And in an infinite universe, who is to say that heaven can't exist? What the bleep do we know? No. I mean, even time is just a construct, right? Of our minds? This whole universe might be just an insignificant figment of our imaginations. I might not even really be me, and you might not really be you. Who's to say that time, though frozen in place, isn't something that we can live over and over and over again. So, in a sense, we never really die, and our choices... Okay, Rowan, let's, let's get into the time machine. Oh, by the way, uh... What happened to the other me you were chasing? 
Science. Science? Well, physics. You want some hand sanitizer, Rowan? We can shake hands then. Listeners, how should we kill Rowan? We're going to visit him as a baby, but we're still not sure what our methods are going to be. Plus, if we just kill him now, that saves time. I need to save my mum. Fantasize about Rowan's death and then tell us how you would do the deed by dialing 8313-5000. Or you can write on the Facebook wall. The address is www.facebook.com slash the roleplaying hour. You're listening to Wendy, the DM, me, Jim, and Rowan. Here on the roleplaying hour on Radio Adelaide 101.5 FM Digital Radio and online. Episodes 1 to 265 can be found at our WordPress site at theroleplayinghour.wordpress.com. And most of the episodes since then can be found at the Radio Adelaide website itself. But right now, call in on 83135000 and tell us how you would off Rowan as an adult or a baby or tell us how you think we should do it. This is Jewel State and I hate the role-playing hour because I caught them with a complete Firefly DVD box set betwixt their nethers. Not shiny, guys. Not shiny at all. This is J.J. Hertzler. I hate the role-playing hour so much that ah, a true Klingon doesn't speak. He acts. Pass me a batleth! Get a batleth in my hands now! Yes, Johnny. Oh, thank you very much, John. Oh, that's a large batleth you have there. Oh, it's wonderful. So, here we are. No caller yet. Uh, I'm not next to the Facebook wall, but if anyone wants to check it. Meanwhile, I'll point out that uh, if you're enjoying tonight's program, then... Uh, well, you'd have to be listening for that to happen, and that's not going to happen. And then if you were <laughs> listening... You would still not enjoy it, but um, uh, like putting a message in a bottle and throwing it into the sea and hoping that somehow, against all odds, someone will hear it. We'll do that now. Although, really, putting a subscriber message that you can only subscribe to within the month in a bottle in the sea and hoping someone finds it within <laughs> that month is probably a big ask. But anyway, you could subscribe to Radio Adelaide for the good feeling inside your soul because you'd be supporting community radio and uh, it does need a bit of support now and then. A little help from its friends. But not just a good feeling. If you subscribe to Radio Adelaide this month you go into the draw to win a year's supply of Red Baron Shiraz. Mm. That's a murderous Shiraz. <laughs> <laughs> the 100th anniversary of World War One, and they're popularising the Red Baron Biggles wouldn't be happy. Uh, <laughs> so, one dozen bottles home delivered every month. Every three months, sorry. <laughs> Getting ahead of myself, my alcoholic self speaking. Every three months for a year, courtesy of Fox Creek Wines. Fox, an introduced animal that is uh, killing many native marsupials and red barren wines. Uh, so, do subscribe, 8313-5000. Dial that during business hours. Or you could go to the Radio Adelaide website, just Google Radio Adelaide, and uh, find those details. You could also contact us, and we'll try to give you the details. It pretty much all amounts to contacting Radio Adelaide by phone during business hours. So, uh, and it's $75 for a year, or $40 concession. Now, what do we have, sir? Uh, We have something on the wall Mm. uh, from Sam Peterson. He said, uh, smash Rowan's kneecaps in and make him write a book about his suffering and misery. (laughs) Wow. I need to emphasize. <laughs> Are we checking for Wait. grammar and punctuation? Yes, I'm sorry, but he spelled right incorrectly. <gasps> oh, well, maybe he'd had his kneecaps mashed and he was uh, having difficulty concentrating. Yes, if his kneecap was in his brain, maybe. <laughs> maybe Ooh. it's maybe it's like, what's that thing, the pass it forward, what do they call it, where you like, you know. Chinese whispers no, you, kneecaps? You're, you're like, <laughs> pay it forward, where you're like giving something for someone. So someone had given him uh. a kneecap smashing and he's trying to pay it forward. 
pass on the kneecap smashing. Mm. Yeah, it's like an ice yeah. bucket challenge, smash. except you snap, smash mm. your kneecaps. Smash it forward. Smash till you can't even spell anymore, and then try to make someone else go through the same torture. It would be difficult to write coherently with smashed kneecaps. Freshly smashed kneecaps. Oh, you probably adjust yeah. to it after a period of time. Yes. But yeah, for a while. <laughs> and that's all? That's the only thing on there? Um, Yes. Thanks, Sam. When, when did you have any ideas? Well, I'm just thinking that a crippled person is still capable, like a normal person, to kill us. Like, it's just creepier, though, because yeah. you can't see them. It's just true. be, like, cr- look, like clawing the floor. Yeah. Like, and we wouldn't, even, we wouldn't even be looking yeah. at the floor. We'd be exactly. looking for his head. And he wouldn't be around. He'd be able to sneak up on you us. You know, he'll just, like, knock us by our, like, you know, trip us up our feet and then eat our faces. He could, he could, he could <laughs> pour himself out of an air vent, overhead air vent, like a slug. And yeah. uh, it's, it's more of a you know superpower and advantage, really. Why? How? Why, why is he eating our faces? <laughs> his kneecaps have been smashed. When did when did that happen? He, he, his preferred maneuver before was to t- to jump on our necks and put his knees on the other side of our head and twist. Yeah, suddenly then you're on a top to, style yeah. to snash, sma- mm-hmm. snash to snash. <laughs> it's on. It's like. What is it? Onomatopoeic anyway, so you can say snash, it's as good as smash. Snash. Snash our necks. Snash our... <laughs> snash. <laughs> yeah, anyway, okay. Fine. So, uh, uh, Rowan, do you have any ideas on how to kill... Whoa, shit! <laughs> shit! <laughs> shit! Uh, um, well, thinking about the uh, the slug monster that mm-hmm. slithers around without legs... It's waiting within you. Yes, yes. Burst forth. It reminds me of an episode of X-Files, ah. which involved like this Indian guy without legs who ran around, he was on a board with wheels, mm-hmm. and he'd pretty much like sidle up to you, hide inside your body by crawling through your anus, and eventually puppet you. That was an X-Files? That was an X-Files. <laughs> and then, like, leave at some point, and I never understood it. It, it scared me as a oh. child. That must have been, like, r- right at the end when they were running out of ideas. Right when <laughs> what are we going to do? Indian guy. No Mulder legs. Roll around. Anymore. See, like... we could become a human centipede. It's worse. Mm. Yeah, and then attack Rowan. And I, wait, I still don't see how this is going to work. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... As long as, I'm, <laughs> as long as I'm either at the front or behind Wendy, I don't care. <laughs> oh my god! I, I'd have to be at the front because no, I'm the pretty one. No, I'm in the front. Right. Okay, oh, you then Wendy, then me at the back. That works. Death by one man, human centipede. Then, 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 then Wendy somehow has to work out how to use her powers to. I'd rather kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. You've just got like a beard bristling against your backside for the rest of your life. It could be stimulating. Wait, wait what? Uh, isn't she at the front? No, you're no, at the front. I'm at the front. Yeah, the you front. guys work right. out the logistics the beard of this. Is always, the beard's at beard, the front. So you're, beard oh yeah, you're like the bloodhound seeking yeah. out Rowan. It's like the uh, face of a monster on the hull of a sh- well, not the hull, the front of a ship. The prow. Yeah, yeah the prow. You're like the your your beard is like a mighty prow uh, <laughs> figurehead. Yeah, you, you're like the banner of a nation, mm. except I'm the okay nation is I'm human. Totally centipede. okay with that. So is my beard. I'm going against this idea. Mm, okay. <laughs> Uh, put away the needle and thread. Okay, so uh, I guess we'll nothing up in the face. Well, we'll go to a song. This is K9. Though this unit is incapable of emotion, I calculate that the role-playing hour has a 98% probability of causing feelings of hate and distress in any sentient life form. This is Lance Hendrickson, and I hate the role-playing hour because I... They're chewing off my face. So, Rowan, is this your house from when you were a kid? Hmm, yeah. It looks like it. 
When I was born, it, it was in a manger, and three wise men showed up. But, you know, this is where I spent my formative years. I've got such an itchy nose. Wendy, don't scratch your face. Why not? You have the cyanide injecting ring on. You have to be careful. Oh, yeah. So, Rowan, we really uh, want to see you as a baby. It's really something that is important to us. Which room is yours? Can you show us to your crib? Yeah, sure. This way. Just creep quietly. My parents will be asleep at this time. Wow, your parents had a computer. They must have been rich. What? Everyone has a computer. Oh, oh yeah, this would be like the 90s, right? This is you as a baby. <laughs> I forgot how old you are. Wait, DM, people didn't have computers when you were a baby? I, they, weren't, they weren't at all common. I mean, I, uh, laboratories probably had them. You were born before personal computers? Just how old are you? Shut up! The first personal computers were sold in 1981, Wendy, so that should give you some indicator. He's not that old. He's only really older than Madonna's career. Older than Madonna's career? Jeez, how old are you? Shh! Rowan said keep it down. By the way, Rowan, you're a scientist. How do you feel about, you know, these days people say they love science or they hate science. Science is a buzzword, but science encompasses so much. People use the word science as a stand-in for a specific branch of science or for modern life or as a synonym for intelligence or as a synonym for authoritarianism. I mean, science just is, right? But people attach all these extra meanings to it. How do you feel about that? Well, science has taught me that I never really die. I mean, even after my mind dies, parts of me continue. So, really, technically... I am immortal, and I can thank science for that. It's it's given my soul meaning it has never, ever had before. My atoms are from stars, and my waters remember. God damn it! <gasps> shush, shush, DM. You'll wake Rowan's parents up. Look, I know you're upset realising how old you are, but it's okay. Think about mummies. I mean, they're rotten, they're old, and they're gross. And they're treasures, right? Because they're old, and that's like you, so there you are. They're there. Wendy, don't pat the DM on the back. Why not? The cyanide injecting ring. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, there he is. <laughs> baby me. Watch out for his massive swinging baby dong. Rowan, could you just wait out here for a moment? Yeah, no problem. You're... Really not interested in seeing yourself as a baby? Nah, man. Like I said, subatomic. Science. Every week I have my mind blown. To be blown again, I need something more than a baby. Great, thanks. Bye. Okay, now we just have to kill it. <laughs> Wendy, stab it with your thing. Oh, I can't kill a baby. It killed my mom. You do it, Jim. I don't know. The feeling of its little bones cracking between my fingers would really creep me out. It'd be like fingernails on a blackboard, you know? Oh, yeah. Or the sensation of touching rusty corrugated iron. Oh, yeah, I hate that feeling. DM, you do it. I'm not killing a baby. I mean, I'll happily hurt its feelings. I'll even give it a Chinese burn. But I'm not killing it. Bloody hell. How did they used to kill unwanted babies in the olden days? Exposure, right? They just leave them out in the cold? Ooh, we could totally do that. I know the perfect place. Let's go to the time machine. Jim, grab the baby. <laughs> See you, Rowan. We're going to the time machine. Oh, uh, can I come too? I don't know. Well, I, I can't stay here, you know, trapped in the past. Can I? 
If I do, then by the time next week's Subatomic comes on, I'll be almost as old as you. Okay, whatever, you can come. Just if we do anything that seems strange, trust that it is for the greater good and don't interfere. Oh, you're taking baby Rowan? Yep. Come on. It's, It's baby Rowan's big adventure. Wow, where the hell are we? About nine tenths of the way through the heat death of the universe. According to our scanners, that dust cloud over there was once our sun. Wait, this time machine can float in space. What, does it have energy shields or something? Of course, Ron. What did you think the Alpha was for? And it can scan stuff? What did you think the pipe cleaners were for? Look at that, our sun has passed on. The entire universe is in its death throes, and there is no one to see or care. Even the universe just goes unaware, unthinkingly, to death. Life truly is meaningless. Well, Jim, deep space, almost the end of the universe. This is one of the coldest places there will ever be. If you want to expose the baby, this is the place to do it. If you expose that baby, you'll be seeing a humongous baby knob. Uh, DM, scanners are picking up something strange. Jim, look at those readings written in texture and stick on stars. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Wendy, don't tap me on the shoulder. The ionides say Ingray. Oh, yeah. But see, DM, the small planetoid out there, one of the last handful of planets left in the dying universe, still clutching out life. According to these readings, that is you. What? She's right. Over the centuries, stardust accreted around a single piece of matter, forming a whole planet with an ecosystem. And that matter was one of the shits you once took. What? One of my shits? You mean a part of me continues? My matter continues even to the end of the universe? Yep, and according to these readings, that planet is home to a race of murderous, genocidal space cockroaches. Murderous and genocidal? Yep, sometimes they murder, sometimes they commit genocide. It depends on what mood they're in. They rove across the stars, killing what little life remains in the decrepit universe for their own empty, sadistic pleasure. And they only exist because a planet built up around a shit the DM once took. I do continue. I do make a difference. My matter, an essential part of me, does last. Oh, things aren't so hopeless. I'm so happy. Death is not the end. Huh. You're happy even though what you make possible is a planet load of murderous bastards. Ah, life is meaningless anyway. What's so bad if they speed up the inevitable? Everything's about to die. At least they're enjoying themselves. Eat, drink, and be merry, I say. You know, as one of the few conscious species in the universe, only we can see the real beauty of the universe. Only we understand it. Beauty only exists because we have a concept of it. A tiny weed might grow from a crack in the pavement, but that patch of green struggling and growing is beautiful because we see it, because we notice it, because we declare it beautiful. And doesn't that give some solace? Science has filled the spiritual hole inside my soul. I've seen the beauty in a single shit that can spawn a billion murderous, genocidal space cockroaches. Well, baby Rowan, time to die. Hey, oh, wait. Don't throw baby me into space. No. No, you can't. I want to live. You can't do this. I I want to live. You can't do this. You can't. I want to perfect my snake Pliskin voice. You can't do this to me. Mission accomplished. Baby Rowan frozen in space at the end of the universe. My mum is saved. Woo! Let's celebrate. 
Adam's Apple Cider House. They really do serve good cider here. I'll buy us all around. Oh, you want yeah. around, Mum? Yes, dear. I suppose I can have a tipple, but you know, I have the strangest feeling I've forgotten something. Never mind, Mum. It's for the best. I'll have that cider there if you're buying. Hello. Hi, Jim. Tiffany, hey, how's it going? Guys, this is Tiffany. Hello, all. Oh, hello, Tiffany. Well, you don't have to do this, you don't have to do this. I want to live, I want to... Uh, oh. oh I'm, I'm back? Rowan, but how are you here? Uh, you know, paradoxes. Man, if I had died as a baby, you would never have known me. So you would never have known when to find me as a baby and kill me. Paradox. Oh. But you, you knew that, right? That's why you played this practical joke. Fun with paradoxes and with the science guy, right? Uh, right, yeah, exactly that. Well, Jim's mom still seems to be here, so I guess everything's okay. Jim, are you happy with the way things turned out? Hell, I don't understand time travel, and I won't until RuPaul uses it to make people go back and wow their past selves with the end results before their transitions, but whatever, as long as we stop that future from happening. <gasps> Tiffany, and you're here. Oh. My love, my one and only love. With eyes like a model's eyes, Tiffany. And with legs like a model's legs. Hey, Rowan, darling. Good to see you again. Hey, Tiffany. I'm Wendy. Pleased to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Wendy. And I must say, you're... Well, here's to an adventurous day that I guess wasn't so adventurous after all. Cheers! 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 Uh, uh, guys? <sighs> Tiffany! No! Tiffany.